Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Detroit News, Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 271. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz. How you doing, brother? It is great to be with you, Chris. Oh, let's do this, man. Let's, let's, get, let's get rolling. We got a lot of Lions stuff to go through today. And we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Is that what you're saying? Down and down, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> First movie I ever saw in a theater, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a good, that's a good one. I got, I've got to get my, that one into my son's brain because that is one. That is yes. a classic. Actually, you, Your a kids classic. need to see that. Got robbed for best film of 1977. Absolutely. And I'm still better. <laughs> Me too. 104 years later. All right. We're going to talk about preseason games being cut this year. Um, we got Darius <sighs> yeah. Slay, ever the jilted lover, coming back with a little more. We'll talk about what it means and, and, and what, uh, what to talk about. A little bit of info about the supplemental draft and a whole lot more. Got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... <laughs> of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Brian B. for my Prevail. Iprevailband.com. Check them out. they got some great stuff going on. And, of course, everybody, we talked about it. We're at patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, got a little lost there. Sorry. Uh, anyone who gets aboard, as little as a dollar a month, will get you access to the Slack chat. And I tell you right now, in the dearth of content and dearth of intelligent... I mean, there's usually a dearth of intelligent Lions chat on the internet, but how bad things are now and how slow the news is right now to have that slack chat and just the, the group of guys there it's it's fabulous what a great, great it's, group. it's definitely worth your your pocket change yeah. it's better than buying better better than buying a wax back on your on your uh your late night infomercial binging <laughs> there you go so check it out patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast of course you can give a little more if you choose we're, we're always open it helps keep the show going helps us do what we do uh, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Thank you, everyone who's joined us there. Also, give us a like on the old Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. We're getting pretty active there. Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast is the very best place to see the Riz. With no pants. <laughs> he's almost he's almost like fully gone right now. I, I almost have no shirt on as well. Yes, I'm, I'm modeling my, my old... Uh, Sons For those up. of you who are watching on local access TV, Oof. my Chon tank top that I got uh, from the band themselves for using their music as bumper music wow. uh, at, at ESPN 96.1 in Grand Rapids. I told them that and they gave me a, a t-shirt. And uh, <laughs> so I wear this the last day of, of uh, Shrine Game, Shrine Bowl now practices every year when you're out in the sun. Right, uh, right. And it was sort of my trademark thing. And it's beautiful and sunny today. It's hot. I love it. So I it out. Sun's out, guns out, baby. All right. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're going live. Just like pops up, pops up on your phone, on your your computer, whatever. Says, hey, the guys are doing stuff. You don't want to miss it. So get in there, get in on that. Also, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you find us. Anywhere that lets you give us those five stars, please, please hit that five star banger. And uh, if you want to give criticism, constructive or otherwise, head on over to the subreddit. 
uh, DetroitLions.reddit.com. And uh, we're always up there. We can talk about what you want to do, make the show better for you, make your experience what you believe it should be. How about that? That's nice of us, isn't it, You're uh, awesome. <laughs> all right. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Just uh, hit the account Detroit Lions Podcast or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. <laughs> Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And as we said, it's a little bit of a light week, but there's some pretty important things to talk about. I think there the, are. the first one, though, is fantasy football. We are live. Head on to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get registered. Reserve your spot for fantasy football this year and uh, play with us. Get a chance to win some big money, big prizes. We also got the pro pick em pool where it'd be a big old pool of dough where you get a big old winning out if you if you top off on that one. That's a cheapie to get into. And then we have three different levels of leagues to get into. It's a great way to have fun. You'd be playing against Riz. You'd be playing against Chris. You'd be playing against Case this year. There's a, a lot of fun. Uh, in in different leagues, I uh, can't guarantee you'll get one of us in the league because some usually we have more than just the the three leagues. But uh, you have a good chance of playing <laughs> us along the way. Um, head on over fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com and get signed up right away. Uh, get your spot held and have some fun. Uh, again, it's our our biggest fundraiser, but half the money goes into pots uh, for the winners, and then also it's no less than four winners per league. And uh, people get T-shirts and all kinds of other stuff along the way as well. So it's pretty fun, pretty good. And uh, a lot of good stuff to go. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get in on that. All right. From that, we got to talk about the season's already getting shorter, Riz. They're starting well, out. They're just trying to. It's just the tip right now. Okay. Just, uh, just the tip. <laughs> they're uh, they're cutting off a couple of preseason games. Oh, and, you don't want to cut off the tip. That's, I know. That's bad. Um, now, I know PFT is not um, our favorite place. Right. No. Well, okay. uh, it, 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 other people have since run with it. Right. So. Right, right. But I, I like yeah. to use them because whether we can, whenever we can make fun of them, we can. And so we try. Yes. <laughs> people were highlighting the fact that, you know, they said, well, they could have just said they cut it in half. But it's important to say that the games one and four were cut because then you can divine who they'll still be playing versus who they won't. And exactly. We are not going to be playing the Patriots and the um who's the other the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, which that is, was that was week one. Week one was uh Patriots. New England. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. um the yes, that's that's correct. It's week one and week four. Yes, the Bills was the, the fourth game. Yeah. Yes. So we will be playing the Jets and the Dolphins. Now I know you you just kind of casually mentioned this, but we may have just shirked off a really, really big thing as Lions fans. We did. We have dodged. We have dodged a bullet like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. <laughs> so no team that has ever gone winless in the in the regular season has. has so let me rephrase. <laughs> you said it so much better. <laughs> I, did, I had it rolling earlier. Stupid rehearsal. <laughs> So the two teams that have gone winless in the regular season in NFL history, the 2008 Detroit Lions and the 2017 Cleveland Browns, each went, each beat the New England Patriots in the preseason on their way to going winless. <laughs> so we cannot beat the Patriots in the preseason, which means we will not go winless. We will win one game. At least. Yes. Every team that has gone with a zero win season has beat the Patriots in the preseason. Without that risk, we are now the the, the road is paved in gold, right? I mean the 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 over under is above one point five (laughs) now. All right. So that's it. We got the Jets and Dolphins. Now when they're cutting these, are they running these in the last two weeks of what would have been the preseason? So when games three and four would have been played or as of yet, that's still scheduled to be weeks two and three, and then they're going to take a little break and reassess where they're at health-wise. Uh, and that, that's, uh, that was agreed upon between the NFL and the NFLPA. All this will come out tomorrow, uh, Thursday, if you're listening to this later. Uh, but uh, Pick it here first. The, yeah, the, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, so they, they are cutting week one, week four. And every team, by the way, the the Lions didn't fall into this, but some other teams had it where they had two home games or two road games scheduled for weeks two and three. Uh, The NFL is ironing that scheduling quirk out um, 
actually one of the teams that the Lions is playing, and I forget which one it is, has that situation. Uh, so they're, one of their games is going to be at play, but it won't be the Lions game. It'll be the other game that they do. Right, right. So uh, half the exhibition season's gone. Uh, we've already oh. we we kind of saw this coming though. I mean, when we talked last week about them canceling the uh, the Hall of Fame game and the postponing the ceremony, the induction ceremony in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. It's uh, but again, it, it was predictable. You know, I I don't think many people expected there to be a full preseason. And quite honestly, there seems to be a lot of people that are taking a victory lap. That oh my god, we got rid of two of these meaningless games. Yes, this is great. This is good news. This let's keep this. This is something that we can be happy about. I would just say, be careful what you wish for because uh, now you're going to have two games. If you've got a team that wants rookies to compete, and the Lions will be starting at least three rookies this year, probably want them to get as much action as they can. They have not met their teammates in person yet. They have not suited up in actual football equipment yet. They will not probably until I'm going to, I'm going to give it 10 days before that first preseason game will be the first time that they actually go like full, full uniform and right. not just, you know, shorts and shells. Right. Right. That's uh that's, that's going to be asking a lot for team. Now the lions are in somewhat better shape because they're not starting a rookie quarterback. Uh, the offensive coordinator is back, which is nice. Um, there's some continuity there. You still have your head coach. Most of your offensive line, although not all of it, is back. Uh, so you know, the wide receivers are the top three are still in place. There, there, there's there are some benefits from it, but it's uh, I, I I hate sloppy football, Chris. Yeah, I do. Too. You know this. Yep, yep. And, and you always- losing these games is going to make it's going to make those first two weeks of the regular season that much sloppier. And I. I don't care for that. No, I, I agree 100%. That's one of the things that, I mean, last year it seemed to be more prevalent across the NFL than in, in years prior, but it really seemed like those first couple of weeks were just kind of sloppy rough, is the man. word. I yeah. mean, but it's just gross football, right? And I hate to say gross football because, look, the other side of it is any football after this long drought that's the off oh, season man. and really after the draft. I mean, I like OTAs and, and training in training camp and all that, but there's that gap in there. And it's, it's of course all the writers, everybody takes their time off now. Look at yes. look at Riz. He's showing the the results of his first week of, of really doing that. Um but it's 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 so hard as a fan, right? So you really want this stuff. Training camp still up in the air, really dying. I, I have to say everyone, I'm really sorry, but I think that the training camp, the whole idea of the party and everything else this year is really on the back and and we are looking at that whole concept of yeah. a Super Bowl party or something because I don't think it's going to be open for people. I don't know that Michigan's going to be open for people after you know. Yeah. Doing Just bars to update on that already. this afternoon, um, as of July first, uh, Governor Whitmer axed indoor um, indoor bar seating, mm-hmm. so you cannot eat. You you can still eat indoors. Uh, and you can go to breweries because they are not retail distributors. They are, um, dist- uh, I forget what, dist- like distilleries and breweries or something separate. But like restaurants, yep. you cannot go to the bar in a restaurant anymore. You you can't, mm. you know, it's uh, that, that got whacked today because we're having an increase in positive tests. Can you can it float around in a, mo- mo- uh, in a boat with a motor now? Yes. Oh, that was yes. kind of. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. Nice yeah. Some some things have been relaxed, and you can get drinks to go now, which is kind of nice. That's 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 always been something we should have had. Um, yeah, yes. no, that's that's so so that's kind of up in the air, guys and gals. Yeah. And um, honestly, um, so we I have not officially gone through the process of applying for credentials for for uh, training camp yet, same. but uh, I don't know if media is going to be allowed there. To be honest with you, um, and if we're not allowed there, you can better believe that the fans will not be allowed. There. Yeah, no, I think media will be allowed, but the fans won't. Although they'll be probably highly selective with credentialing because uh, that room is already crowded, right? When when yes, the, the interview room. Yes. yes, they'll probably take other every other chair out, which means that there's room for about. 12 people right and it's gonna so it's gonna get real tough to get your credentials this year so we'll see how that goes there may be like levels of credentials for the the interview room and then also you have uh, and then then you can get to go outside in the media tower there's a little bit more spacing out there um you know maybe, maybe they will allow if there's no fans there for the media to go on the sideline that's over there on the far field where the fans are where where you and math bomb got in trouble last year it still won't let us film though no god yeah 
and it's the time to do it. It's it's the time to say this part of practice is open for filming, right? So people right. can get those those highlights and get those things to share, and then and then close out the rest of it because that you you need to you need to involve the fans. To, you need to, get, to bring them and, that hype. You need to bring right. it to them. They would designate. <sighs> it wasn't long, but it'd be like, okay, this is the open filming portion. Um, for the media. And we, we now cannot even do that. We right. can't post clips on Twitter. We will get, you know, removed yep. from, from the premises. Okay. came close. And they, they do have somebody <laughs> watching that too, as we have learned. Me and math bomb came real close last, last year. <laughs> uh, me, I mean, me and, I, me and the security guy, we, I didn't, I won't say we came close to blows, but I mean, we could have, we came close to bumping chest <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was stupid. And we, like I said, we talked it out the next day and it was all good. We, we became really good friends, but um, we just had to cut, get to an agreement and, and see where things were. So, yeah, we'll we'll see where that is. We will do a party. I mean, it's our listener appreciation party is what it's all yeah. about. And getting you we'll guys get to it at of. some point. But um, don't don't count on it being in the normal schedule time, which is usually the first Friday or Saturday in August. Yeah, yep. that's that's probably not going to happen this year. And speaking of Mr. Birdmath, I got your your email. I have to find the time to get back with you. But yeah, yeah, to everything that you sent me. Just so you know, a little private, a little radio for one there, uh, <laughs> podcasting for one. Uh, okay, so we got that. I got there's there's something Riz. I'm looking at you here, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you definitely are showing the signs of the uh, the summer. And and so my wife is all she always watches, and I always get the critique on how we're doing and stuff, right? But she right. sent me something, and I got I've got to put it on screen because she she sent me Uh-oh. a gift. Let me see if I can Uh-oh. get this to work here. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! All right. Okay, come Focus. on. Focus. Focus, Danielson. Focus. <laughs> Look at oh, Richard hell Simmons. No. <laughs> oh. Richard Simmons. <laughs> Come on, Riz, lead us. We gotta, we gotta work. I out. don't have an afro. We're Thank sweating you to the oldies. <laughs> I was sweating today. So you were on vacation. How was it? I know. So first off, let's talk about the. The big uh, phobia, right? If there's one we shared, yeah, right. Yeah, the, we, yes. and we learned we shared it at Senior Bowl, not this last, not this year, but the year prior, <laughs> heading over. Uh, yeah. So it's it's like take, it's a long story to get there, right? It's we 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 fly we flew into New Orleans because right. flying into Mobile is just horrific. This it's year awful. I didn't I didn't believe it or I was gonna gut through it. I don't know what I was thinking, but I am never ever flying into Mobile again. Nope. Thanks Delta, nope. it's nice, but boy, those seats are it's like get, trying to squeeze into a toddler seat uh, in the plane because it's a, it's a little job, and you know I'm. Not a small fella. <laughs> it was. It was not. It was not good for anybody. So, and then even. No. I mean, even the overheads are undersized. I just have a, a backpack, right? And I couldn't even barely get that in the overhead. Um, just nuts, right? So, so flying in New Orleans is the way. Now, for those who haven't been there or haven't done the drive from New Orleans through Mississippi to uh, Alabama, um, there's some really, really big bridges. That you go over. There's, there's a couple of them. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, they <laughs> one of them like, comes up pretty quick right after the, the New Orleans airport. Too. Yeah. And and we were on the run when we did it because <laughs> it was when the the, oh, the, right. the, ba- the bad pass interference call was made. We saw that in the airport. That was the first stuff. football play we saw that entire weekend. We had just landed. We were walking past, had our Smoothie King in hand, <laughs> walking out. We see that play and we're like, we need to get the hell out of and, Dodge. And it, was, it was a riot ready to burst out at the airport. Right, the people waiting it was, in the security it line. It was, like, was so we're like, we probably ought to hurry because we got to go by the stadium, right, to get where yeah, we're going. Yeah, it would have been like, hey, we should get moving because the game's almost over and they're going to pour out. But now it's like, and they're not happy, and we don't, yeah, we, we do. don't belong here, right? We're not from around <laughs> here. <laughs> we are not your kind. <laughs> so, so we were booking along pretty good, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, whoop. You're driving up, and that's when Riz Riz was driving. Then that's when Riz says, "Yeah, I'm not really comfortable driving over bridges." I'm like, "Really?" Because I'm not really comfortable with them either. <laughs> it's, it's what we learned. If we'd have got blown off that bridge or whatever, when they would have recovered the bodies, those seats both would have been. We'd had a hard oh, lock on them with our butts. And they would have had to take clench, the seats man. out to get us out of the car. It was so funny. Oh. <laughs> So that being said, right, that, the the story to get to the story, in yeah. order to do your thing, you were going to the UP. You had to cross the Mackinac Bridge. Big yes, Mac. my family and I all went to the UP for the first time, so we did Big Mac. So I made sure that my wife was going to be driving in that little section, because I 
I have had mixed results with the bridges. Like New Orleans, I was okay. Right. right. Um, I have gone over the Bay Bridge in Annapolis in Maryland several times, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. only once, and it was in a thunderstorm, was I ever like, like, oh, this is bad. But there's a bridge in Florida. Oh, it's right by, right by, you know, going right. south from St. Pete into the Bradenton area. Yeah. Um, when I when I'm there, my family, I have a lot of family that lives in the Sarasota area, so I go down there a lot. And I I got to cover that bridge. What I don't like about that bridge is that there's an old bridge that a boat ran into and killed people, and it's still there. <laughs> and it's, it's I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's also one of the number one suicide spots in Florida and maybe the the nation. Oh, great! People try to jump off that bridge all. Now uh, I know where to go. Time and it's easy. <laughs> I hate to say it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to help. you. Don't do it. Right? Obviously, no, it's, it's seek help no. if you if you think we you're don't. Bad. Yes, we all please, love you. please don't do that. We love you all. There's you know, a reason to be here. But I mean, it's it's really people just have grown, and the bridge itself, just the design, is so non-standard that you're just like, I yeah. don't, I just don't yeah. feel good here. It's, it's, I, it's it's an awkward one, and you have to like the big gap in it so boats can go underneath it, and they close um, it all the time for wind. Like it's just yes. like, we're just getting a thunderstorm. Yeah, so I actually got I got I got stuck in Sarasota one time. I didn't want to have to drive like all the way up seventy five, all the way through North Tampa, and cut back down. It's been like a two and a half hour drive, so <laughs> I, I want to just stay in down one day. I actually missed a senior bowl or a, a shrine game practice because of that. I'm like, I'm not, this isn't worth it. No. <laughs> um, the, the worst bridge for me though is the one that's in Ontario, in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been up on that. Mm-hmm. When you're at the bottom of it, the top is like moving in the wind, and I've been on it twice, and both times so it's like. I don't know where I'm going to, and I, I I freaked out. Moving bridges are the are my bane, and and yeah, they'll have the double decker bridges where you drive one way oh, up yeah. or under, and oh, I don't yeah. mind being oh, under so much. The, the, the but, bridge from <laughs> Oakland to San Francisco, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was rough. <laughs> I didn't like that one either. Oh, good times, good times. All right, yeah. so we'll go on. You 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 did your trip. You're looking good. Yeah, so, you got your yeah. Richard Simmons gear going. Hey, <laughs> come on now. You got to respect you, the chawniness. Yeah, you, you're showing a, a nice, a little bit past tan on the face, though. Well, I mean, it's, I don't have the Tommy Lee action working, thankfully, but I, I do have a little bit of What happened with Tommy color. Lee? Tommy Lee got a couple of face tattoos. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not you good them, either. Power to you, but I've just never been a big fan of the face tattoo. Yeah. So he got yeah. like a like a star burst over the one eye and he got Chinese characters that probably mean I'm an idiot <laughs> taped down like his left left <laughs> side burn. Four, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just don't, I, yeah, they're not they're not for me. And he's he's not a young dude. He's he's gotta be in his mid fifties anyways. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean he's but I don't know if he has anything left to tattoo at this point. He's well, got to be uh, pretty covered at this point, right? There, it, yes, and we've seen a lot of Tommy Lee, and we know that he's fairly well covered. <laughs> oh, you called. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee called. All right, yeah, no, okay. Well, you look good, man, I, and I'm sorry about Tommy Lee. Um, That's okay. We got summer Riz. It's the summer of Riz. It's kind of like the Never summer Never meet your George. heroes. <laughs> summer of George. The summer, summer of George. Riz. And you're out next week, too, again, are you? Yes, I'm going down. Uh, my dad turns 75 next week, so I'm going down to Cleveland to celebrate with him and my my siblings. Do you know our family together? Nice, nice, very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. You know, we got a complaint after the last show that um, someone was like, after all this time and all this thing, we don't we, we don't get to see Riz there with no pants on, right? Oh, <laughs> and I just well, I, I'm really proud of my comment. I was like, you're just not hanging out in the right McDonald's bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's for for long time uh, listeners. So go. go to the one on Worthington Galena Road outside of Columbus. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Where the magic happens. <laughs> magic. Um, really quick before we get into Darius Slay, I want to talk about uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Um, great way to work with. Like I said, if you have insomnia, if you have just some pain that you're trying to get through, uh, if your face tattoo hurts, if your face tattoo hurts or your face burn, uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't put tape on your face and put like a. Like a like a, a something, <laughs> some design burnt into your face. <laughs> um, like the designer uh, designer eye patches, like Tim Tebow had. Yeah, yeah. The great way to overcome your um your your workout pain or whatever is the CBDs. We found great use for it. We've talked about it before on the show. Uh, it's legal in fifty states. It's not like it gets you baked out of your brains or anything like that. But it's it's really good. Helps with joint pain. Helps with muscle pain. Helps you just kind of get through 
the things that kind of get you down during the day. And I got to tell you, I, I have just a, a couple of pieces here. I've got um, the the watermelon. Oh, I got to cover my face in order for it to work. Uh, the watermelon chilled gummies. Those those are delicious. I mean, I would like to eat a fistful of those, but I'm afraid what would happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't feel anything feel for good. a week. Yeah. Um, no, those. I am telling you what, for sleep especially, you bounce one of those down, and you and 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 it's just it's like your whole body just kind of goes. Uh, it's just like it's like it's melty. It's just so good, and it's not like oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, you don't. It's not. It's not a high, right? It's just. I and and it's like a um. It's just a super, super, like an anti-anxiety medication almost. How you just get this calmness over your body. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I've been through also a bottle of the, I had the face, Chong's Choice gummies. Chong's Choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I actually just got the, the new bottle um, sent wow. over. Yeah. They're, again, absolutely delicious. No hint that it's, it's anything but a gummy bear or a watermelon one. Um, and those... Those those are great, and then this other one that I got, and this is what I got for uh, my mother in law, and I, this is a new bottle for me too. Um, this is the full spectrum CBD oil. This one I moved up to the five fifty from the two fifty. The two fifty was working good, but I figured I could use it slower and make it last longer. It just comes in a little like an eyedropper bottle, and um, oh, you just put cool. like two drops under your tongue, and uh, that's really? all it does. That's yep. all you do. Yep, and it goes goes huh. to town. So hey, if you're interested in that, uh, like that's I said, it's good. working for me. My mother in law. Um, a, a definitely a seasoned citizen um, finds <laughs> finds a lot of relief out of it. So if you're looking for some pain Good. relief or some insomnia help, or you want to get back to the the workout sooner, I definitely recommend hitting cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Hook up with the Chong's Choice or the the oil is the easiest one. It's basically taste free and it's it's really good so there you go cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com so we get a kickback and help support the show all right <clears throat> let's talk a little bit we had a couple of questions come in and i, and I want to hit them really quick riz all right um this is in the chat first um what do you think the ceiling is all right we're talking about the ceiling for the lions defense two years ago we were top 10 in passing and rushing defense but 28th in dvoa who's gonna be, and then also the second question who's gonna be the better corner amani or the guy we signed from atlanta <laughs> I would say to go to the dance of the true fonts ahead of, of Amani Arawarie. Yeah. yeah. Arawarie played well at the end of his rookie season. He played very well in against Washington, a game where Darius Slay was dreadful. And I think a lot of people have elevated their opinion of uh, Arawarie because of that, because like, Oh my God, you know, Here's Terry McLaurin, a, a rookie who's really good, by the way. Oh, um, just just torching Darius Slay left and right, and Oruwariye is handling business. Yep. And he's doing it against Kelvin Harmon and other dudes who aren't going to be in the league anymore. And, <laughs> and that that context is important. But he he did look good, and the rest of the time he was he looked like a rookie cornerback. He didn't look like he was overwhelmed. He didn't look like the game was too big for him. It just looked like he had a lot to learn. Yeah. And. Yeah. I expect him to be the number three outside cornerback this year. And if he's your number three outside cornerback, I think you have a pretty good cornerback group. Yeah. I, I think Trufant, Trufant as a number two is perfect. It's exactly what you want. It's the same deal as when Rasheen Mathis came into town. Yeah. And the Lions specifically, he's not our number one. He's here to help everybody else get better and, and provide a, a veteran presence. You're hoping that you're getting that, that late career hiccup year. And the Lions got that from Rasheed. He was great. Yeah, for like two years we got that him, for, right? For yes, he, he he fell off pretty badly at the end, and he knew it, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and he knew that it was time to go. Trufant's not that old yet. I believe he's only 29, I want to say. Yeah. Hopefully he's just 29. But he's he's been a good, not great cornerback for a long time, and that's – that's what the doctor ordered. That's that's better than Rasheed Melvin was. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And I'll tell you, I think – what I'd like to see is our warrior this year take a step in front of Trufant. That's the kind of growth where at yes. the beginning of the year I see Trufant being the better the better um, cornerback for yes. us. But hoping right and, and hope is the plan right now because you don't know how a guy is going to progress. But it's year two. Right. He started looking good last year. You hope to see him progress past Trufant this year and take over and solidify that number two slot. Because and I have to ask something as you you talked about Terry McLaurin, who you know I loved immensely. Yes. Yeah. He practiced against Jeffrey Okuda, didn't he? Yes, he did. They spent time. Jeffrey Okuda spent time in training already against a guy who came into the NFL at that level 
uh, yes. that caliber of a player. That's just that's only made him a better cornerback. Remember, remember when we were that. at the Senior Bowl and we interviewed Dan Hope from Eleven Warriors, my friend Dan, yeah, who yeah, came yeah, in yeah. and talked to us about yeah, the Ohio State guys. He he brought that up. He's like Okuda was so vicious in practice going up against NFL receivers. Yep, uh, and they got a lot of them at Ohio State. And he's gone against NFL quarterbacks and there too, yeah. Joe Burrow. Right. Um, they they were practicing on the second team together, second team offense versus second team defense for a full year. Yeah. So he's he's got the experience. Just everything we've heard about him is that he is just devouring film. That he he's a fanatical worker. Um, Corey Umland joked that he had to like make him back off, which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's what you want. That, that's, that's a good thing. That's yep. very good. Thing. It's because it, it's it's different than what we feel like we got from Slay. Right. Who, the other thing that you can say is that if it works out that Oruwariye is good enough to trust on the outside, and you have Trufant, who can also be out there, you can move Okuda into the slot. That's Justin Coleman's domain, but it, Coleman was, based on based on what I've seen, he was pretty hit and miss. He had some good games. He had some rough games. Yeah. And I think that's probably going to be the story of his career, no matter where he's at. Yeah. So I feel good about corner of the Detroit the, Lions. I really yeah, do. I really, really, Honestly, the entire secondary. Yeah, I, I think is the strength of the team. I think it's one of the very best secondaries in the league. They're not going to get the credit for it because their pass defense was brutal last year. I think anybody who has watched that team knows that there were mitigating circumstances there. The linebackers were dreadful. Will Harris as a rookie safety looked yeah. like a bad rookie safety. And, uh, you know, there's just some growth the, opportunity. The, but the lack of pass rush was the paramount reason why that secondary broke down. They did yeah. not get any help from anybody up front. I'm not sure they're going to get a lot this year either, but it'll be a little bit better. I, I hope not. Gonna it, it seems improved, but it, it's not, you know, dramatically improved. Yeah, they they got the secondary should be without question the best in the NFC North. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if they wind up being as a secondary unit with PFF as one of the top five or six secondaries in the entire league. Because PFF, they stop the clock on the secondary at three point at three point zero seconds, three point two seconds right. on the pass rush. Yeah. Anything after that, they're not responsible for that. Sure. Uh, I just got to tell you, we, I just got this back. My wife felt terrible about the Richard Simmons thing, so she oh. came up with this and said, "Hey, no, no, this is more like the Riz I'm seeing here." Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There nice. you go. There you go. Yeah. Good. Uh, all right. So we got I'm that flex, but I don't want to kill people. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> any questions or sorry, any concerns about Tavai's return, respect to his shoulder? Um, we have not heard that. Uh, that was something that was asked of Patricia, and I want to say his first Zoom this offseason, and he sort of sort of like, well, we don't really know because we haven't been able to see him yet. Right, right, right. right. Uh, we have not seen any video of Jelani working out this offseason, and he has been a guy who has done that in the past. So I, I it's, it's hard to say right now. Yeah. Um, shoulder injuries are weird. They can be cleared up. Instantly, they can linger forever. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he, it, anything that inhibits Any his joint. time getting back on the field is rough. But you know, he's any joint is is really difficult to to ascertain until you you know what you have. You can't yeah. guess, right? Have to right. Out there yeah. and use it and see yeah. how well it still works. So again, that's that's where the, this whole pandemic has really wreaked havoc with with medical things like that because you can't. You know, we we take Matthew Stafford's word for it that his back is fine. And everything that we've seen of him, you know, holding his kids around. By the way, congratulations to the Staffords on baby number four. I was going to say, and in and in the fathering of of children, his back seems just just, just yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, so let's go back nine months. Nine months ago would have That's been when he threw uh, it out, right? <laughs> yeah, week eight. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we we don't know. Uh, Hawkinson is still not running full speed. That's but he is warming up and, and practicing with Stafford. He, he was, yeah. Uh, but but he's not at not full social distancing, yet. not wearing masks. Dude, don't even get started. <laughs> Tom Brady is going to bring down the whole league because of that. It's scary. <laughs> They're going to wear scrubs and surgical like the hats. All thing that's going to be the new uniform. Oh God! You know, they. I I know the the NFLPA is working very hard on trying to weigh the the people that are like. Oh my God, he's going to breathe on me and I might get sick. And there are people, there are NFL players who believe that. And there are NFL players who are like, he can, he can deep throw me for all I care. I don't, you know, let's go out there and play. 
Yeah, that was poor choice of words. I, I was I just reminded of Slack from a couple of days ago, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's why you got to get the Slack, get the Patreon on it, because you'll know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, there's there's a lot of insides inside baseball. There is, there. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, injury stuff is very tough to know until we actually get in front of them. We have not seen these people in person. The Lions have not seen these people in person. So. Yep. All right, uh, so let's lead this into then the the, the other topic we had. Um, Darius Slay, I'm you know my my editorial here, ever the jilted lover, um, decides to share that the Lions didn't disguise their coverages. Um, my goodness, we oh oh, oh, oh. Uh, so do so, the Monty Kiffin line again from the Slack, right? Because this is the best take that I've seen on this. Right. I've seen all kinds of pearl clutching and hand wringing and, you know, pointing, finger pointing and I hate the Lions because they're bad at everything and, and all this other crap. But you made the greatest, greatest point. And execution we execution is everything. You go back and Monty Kiffin is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was the defensive coordinator who came up with the Tampa 2 coverage system. They run the same freaking defense on every freaking play. It doesn't matter who's on the field for the offense. They run a 4-3 cover two with the (laughs) safeties going out in the back. They know it, and it's all about execution. It's all about managing the play in front of you. Do your job. Doesn't matter that they know where we're going to be. We're good enough that we can make it happen. Now, it takes having Derek Brooks and John Lynch and Rondé Barber and a lot of really good players up front to make that work. Warren Sapp. But my God, it, it, if you can't execute, it doesn't matter. Right. This was a team that last year, the linebackers were literally running into each other in coverage because they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> and a lot of times the safeties were getting in their way. Can you imagine how confused they'd have been if they were trying to, to Can cover you imagine what they were asking, <laughs> asking Jared Davis to think more? Come on. It does. Would it be better? Would it be better if they de- if the offense didn't know what the defense was doing? Yes, yes, it would. But what do you got? Would the defense, that the defense is going to stop them when the defense doesn't no. know what the defense is doing? <laughs> you got to send fucking Jared Davis out with a calculator to figure out how many guys are on the field because he's taking a little long on the brain on the uh, mental math here. It's like like Ernie <laughs> Sims back when he was back there being in coverage and he'd yell out the coverages and he spoke with that such a troll. Nobody understood what the hell he was saying. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what we're <laughs> I remember Stephen Tullock saying that. And like, I, <laughs> I'm going to take I'm going to take the Monty Kiffin example to a little other to a little bit further, and say one of the things that these coaches were doing with these players, and I think it it, it played out, and I think Slay was was one of the ones that was a, a casualty of this. Was we're going to see how good these guys really are. Because Monty Kiffin yes. knew how good his guys were because they had to execute. They had to do their job. They had yes, to. Yes, they did. And Matt Patricia and the defensive coordinators uh, and the defensive coaches were able to kind of look at these guys and say, what is their actual skill set? And get a real example and, and, and body of work and resume for how good these guys were at doing what they needed to do. And I think right. that's what helped them form whatever we're going to see this year in this COVID thing really screws, I think, with a lot of that, with conditioning and all the other yeah. stuff that goes with it. But it, it, the idea that they knew they were going to get another year and they were going to use that to change this locker room to the, like like Wayne Font said in the interview we did with him, we, he, he talked about it, you get rid of the guys that don't 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 you know, fit. That's why Slay and Diggs and, unfortunately, Kennard and Snacks, yeah, um, they're, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this gave them all of the data they needed on the guys to understand what they could do, couldn't do, and I think that is how you know the kind of more of a long game, right? Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, so so this stemmed from um, if, if you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, Devonte Adams of the Packers went on with Brian Baldinger uh, of he does. He does weird breakdowns that are they're actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he always knows exactly what he's talking about. And I say that with all due respect because he is he, he was an NFL player for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he gets um, – he's very excitable. Um, yeah. and, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he did one with Devontae Adams. And it's really good, by the way. Um, it, it, it says a lot about Devontae Adams versus Aaron Rodgers and also, like, the Packers in general. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Excuse me about how – so – uh, Adam said that I knew whether we all knew whether the, the Lions were going to be in man or zone if Darius Slay followed me when I went in motion. And he always goes in motion. Yep. So I'm back to that in a second. 
when, when he went in motion, if Slade traveled with him, he knew they were playing man. If he didn't, he knew they were playing zone. I can tell you from watching, I'm in the middle of watching the Raiders game right now, the, the all 22. I could have told you that from picking that up, you know, after two weeks, mm-hmm. this, this is not breaking news. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why teams run motion. So your quarterback can figure it out. That's one of the reasons why Jim Bob Cooter was a flipping idiot because he never ran motion. So the quarterback would be back there. I don't know what coverage they're in because I don't have anybody. I don't have any markers to read on this. Right, right. That's why you go in motion um, to figure these things out. Good quarterbacks will figure that out anyways. It's not, again, would it be better if they didn't know? Yes. Yes, it would. Is it a deal killer that they knew? No. Uh, and you have to point to, so Adams missed the first Packer. Lions game last year. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. The second Packer game with Aaron Rodgers, knowing all this information and Slade did play in that game. You know what? Aaron Rodgers threw more incompletions in a game than he ever had before That's in right. that game. That's knowing right. what defensive coverage was, knowing that Rashawn Melvin and Justin Coleman and Amani Arawarie and, and Will Harris were the primary defenders back there. And I, I think Tracy Walker, I believe he was out for that game. Yep. Um, You've got to execute. It's all about execution. And I think and the, the deception's nice, but it, it, it's, it's just part of it. You can't rely on right. it solely for what you do. And I'll tell you, that I think the, the Packers offense is one that takes the Monty Kiffin example on the offensive side of the ball in that you know what we're going to do. We're just going to beat you. We're going to beat you. you. You've got to find a way to stop us. You, you know on second and seven they are running a stretch zone run to the right. Yep. Yep. That's what they do. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That that's the Packers. So I mean, to say you know eh, the Packers are calling us out and the dumb Lions fire Patricia, all the stuff that I've I've seen from this, you know, it's 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 silly because it's um, their offense, the Green Bay offense, was doing the exact same thing, right? It's a challenge right. and it's a play to your strengths and it's a hard nosed football and it's like you believe in your people and you you they go out and execute, they do their job as we said and yeah. like you said, nobody out there is talking about the the lack of uh, completions on the part of the Packers and the record number right. of incompletions on a, a, a decimated Lions defense. He was, right? he was 27 for 55 that day. Think about that. Who who wouldn't love against to make, the Lions? Yeah, who had the worst defense in the league right. going into that game? Exactly. So it's it's one of those things that it's just it's um, old friend it's Jim Schwartz. You know what defense he's running? Ninety percent of the time he's running zone with his wide nines. He doesn't care that you're going to run through that gap. He yep. he really doesn't yep. because you're not throwing the ball. Yep. They want you to run the ball. They want you to they. Go ahead and beat us. I, I bet that my guy is better than your guy. That's what that kind of football is all about. Yep. And for the Lions hungry, weren't good enough to do that last year. And for the hungry, hard-headed players, I don't want to. I'm taking it to extreme here, right? So, so don't don't use this as an example. But like the Brian Cushing types, right? The guys are just like, I like hitting, I like ball, right? And then you know, take the juice and put that aside. But <laughs> right, those kind of guys, those guys love that kind of football. They they love being able to go out and beat the hell out of somebody and get be given the opportunity to do that. And that's the type of defense that we're looking for and that's a real cultural yes. shift a guy like slay isn't like that he he he's he's more swag he's more a little a little more fluid he's, he's you know, more showtime. of the i want to be an island corner and show off yeah yeah now he's really good at that and yeah. don't i don't i don't mean i genuinely do not mean that as a disparagement mm-hmm. that's his style and it, it suits him very well it's right. he's had a very good career doing that yep yep and and, and I'll, I'll tell you just I hope this is true, right? But I, someone in the in uh, Ryan, he says, "My God, this guy's like a psycho ex girlfriend, right?" Because <laughs> he keeps talking about about the team. I, I I think that he may recognize that there's a lot of good stuff happening here. It may not be fully baked yet, but there's a lot of good stuff happening, and he's he is that jilted lover who isn't here. That's not going to be able to take part of it. He took he spent a lot of tough years here, being really really. He good. was here for a long time, and, and he he, really he gave good. his all, and he yeah. I, I will I will. Guarantee you everything he said positive about liking Detroit is 100% true. Yeah. He liked yeah. Detroit. He really did. Yep. It's, and, and, it's, and he was it, really, it's really on, good man. for all that time, right? But there, there's this thing. I mean, I just saw he just, what was it, two days ago? He was up there talking about number nine, right, being the yep. guy and, 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 and kind of defending him. Love that. Love that. He's done that a couple of times. 
uh, several ex lions, by the way, have come out and done yeah, that recently, yeah. which is kind of nice. Staff is obviously a really lovable guy, right? I mean, he's good, and he's just a, a good. It's weird dude. because he's so his his persona is so like it's a different kind of leadership. That, yeah, it, it's it is a it's he's not the rah rah guy yeah. um, that Darius Slay is, and it, it's interesting that Marvin Jones is kind of the same way, and he is a leader. Uh, that they, they just don't have that, you know. Slade was sort of that guy. They don't really have the, you know, fire him up guy. And I think that's kind of by design now. I, I don't think Patricia likes that particularly much as something that most. But he sure most, likes to be that guy. <laughs> most, uh, most Belichick disciples don't like. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why DeAndre Hopkins is not in Houston anymore because Bill O'Brien didn't like it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to the what we talked about last time that um, for better or for worse, whatever happens out of this Quinn and, and Patricia experiment, or maybe it's you know the long term thing, we'll see. This year, I think will be mm-hmm. very, very dictative. Dictor, dic- it will dictate where yes, <laughs> where this where this winds up. And um, the one thing though that comes out of this that we'll be able to walk away with with Lions fans is finally, finally, finally that culture of accepting losing. And and just that that culture that needed to change, like we said, since Font's time here, yeah. has finally been broken. I think, and I think that's going to help the team no matter where we wind up next, uh, next year and the year after. Who's who's at the helm? That's just going to help this team be a heck of a lot better than they have historically. Long term, short term, yeah. the the year after Quinn and Patricia is going to be brutal. They're going to be the worst team in football because so many of their signings are specifically tailored to playing Patricia football. Yeah. And it's a specific type of football that not everybody can play. Um, you go back in the history of, and look at Bill Parcells. When he leaves a team, they get awful. Yep. Awful. Yep. But <laughs> but Quinn and Patricia will land somewhere. And that, that opens the door to a whole lot of I trade think, action. <laughs> I think Quinn will. I don't know if Patricia, Patricia will get will. one something right away. Maybe not. I, I, think he's, I think he's going to have to go back to playing defense yeah. for a little bit, especially yeah. if it's after this year. Oh, yeah. um, no, no, I, I agree 100%, but he'll get a gig, right? I was saying, honestly, I would like to see word. him watching the way he taught the players at the senior bowl. I would love to see him become a college coach. I, th- oh, I think he'd yeah. be really good at that. Oh, God. But I think yeah. recruiting would be tough for him. But yeah. I think just the, the way, the enthusiasm with which he taught people and with which how quickly he figured out, like, okay, this player needs to be pushed. This player needs positive reinforcement. This player just you know needs, okay, let's go. We'll, we'll watch it in the film room together and go over it then. Can you imagine? He figured all that out really quickly. Can you imagine? And, it, and it'll never happen, right? But as coaches, you get, um, you get uh, Patricia and uh, Harbaugh as the, on the same team as college coaches. It would be the first Division One college coach never to get anyone to sign. <laughs> oh my God. They'd kill each other. They would absolutely kill each that other. That would be like the first hard knocks college edition that would, and it would, it would make whatever a network a gajillion dollars. That would be hilarious to watch. I'd watch. Oh God! All right, uh, really quick. We'll, we're moving on from Darius Lo- again. You know, I, I guess maybe to wrap that up. Love this guy as a Lions player. Loved him over the years. He was spectacular. He was a great player and he held, he did it on bad teams and teams that we all knew were bad and he held his head high and he played hard. And that, that kind of heart and soul into this team for fans is something you never, you don't forget. You know what I mean? Matthew Stafford's done the same thing, but Darius Slayton, there's a lot of credit for that same attitude. Like you said, they have the jilted lover thing now. Like we want to get away from him and he has not been an angel by any means. And he said some things that probably honestly needed to be said about the, the Lions organization, but at the same time, it, it's tough for us to hear it because we don't want to hear it. I think in five to 10 years after everything settled down, I, I think the Lions fan base is going to really embrace him again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sort, may of, be the sort of the way they have done with Jim Schwartz, who yeah. was not at all like everybody when he, when he left, like, Oh, get this bum out of here. I hope he dies. Yeah. You know, they just, they, they didn't want to ever like live again, let alone get another job. Right. And now people are like, you know what? wasn't so bad, was it? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. We had a, we at least had hope. <laughs> now there's a lot of people that don't. So uh, Joshua yeah. makes a big prediction. This season will end with Patricia getting a Gatorade bath. We'll, we'll see. That's that. I, I love it. I, I really believe that guy has the right stuff. If he doesn't do it here, he's going to do it somewhere eventually. He he's got what it takes to be a good coach. He's learning and growing God, all the way. Nice. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that, that be would something? Be so nice. 
All right, really quick. A <laughs> couple things. We try to combine these things, and, and again, we try to do all these things in a way that you guys get value out of them. Amazon, Fanatics, those kinds of things. Fanatics, what the hell is that? That's where you get all your, your merchandise, your, your, your Lions shirts, your Lions hats, your Lion hoodies, your Lion onesie, your Lions, Lions blankets, your grill mats. Oh, anything you can think. And it's not just Lions, though. You can do MLB, NBA, NHL, which we won't even talk about that draft. Jeez. Uh, and, and then all the ah. collegiate sports as well, right? All that stuff's available. It's the official high quality good stuff. Head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. They give us a kickback for everything you buy, but you get to show off your studliness and your support for your teams. And I still say, get yourself that Okuda jersey, that number one, because I think that number one Okuda jersey is going to be something special because it's going away. He's going to get a number, it and is there going never away. will be another one of those. It's a limited edition deal right now. Those things those things can be collector's items. Uh, yeah. Nick Chubb, when he got to the Browns, wore number 11 briefly, mm-hmm. like for the first two weeks of rookie camp. And people actually ordered that, and now obviously it's yeah. he couldn't wear it. He just wore it because that was what was available. And if you get and that, that thing signed along yeah. the way, ooh, boy, you got you got yourself some real – some real uh, collectible right there. He's gonna be. He's gonna be good, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm. So I'm really excited about Jeff <laughs> I'm really stoked. I, I tell you, Swift too. I'm really stoked about Swift. We. The, uh, I forget. I'm sorry. So sorry. Right, maybe I'll look real quick and find it. Um, we got sent that um, video. Didn't Malcolm sent it to us. Yes, Malcolm. How did I forget it was Malcolm? Silly me. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. love Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> awesome. Um, if you guys are looking for a. a, a Executive director, VP, director level of marketing. Let me know. I've got a guy named Malcolm who's who's your guy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he's he's he's, he's a very sharp cookie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he sent us the the look of um uh of uh Swift the t- the, the film of Swift and boy it was rumbling, like, bumbling, stumbling through tackles, oof, throwing people down. God, my pants were immediately off. It was it was yes. good stuff. So needed a little little. There. Good stuff there. All right. Also, uh, Amazon is the same way as Fanatics and Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We get a kickback when you go there. Remember, look, it's 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 really simple. You just type in those. It's a few extra keystrokes, but it takes you right to the Fanatics site or it takes you right to Amazon. We just set a cookie along the way, and, and they know that we sent you there. And because we sent you, you get you, we get a little we get credit for it, and they give us a kickback. Doesn't cost you more ever. And uh, they give us a little something, something for that. So anybody who does that, thank you for you folks that are doing your shopping on Amazon that way or Fanatics or get your CBD at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. Um, really quick. So many things we can do. We yeah. want to talk about the supplemental draft. I can't wait. That's ready to go any time, Riz. Who are we going to pick? What are we going to get? Where are we at? Um, along with the other 31 teams in the league, we will not be picking anybody because there is no supplemental draft this year, Chris. Uh... It has been whacked. I was so stoked and, for that. And I, I believe I had that. <laughs> we had back, a live back show a few planned. months ago. <laughs> um, I believe I had that called. Uh, this is there's there was a lot of suspicion early on that with the uncertainty surrounding the college football season, and that's still a very uncertain situation, much oh more so God, yeah. than the NFL situation. Yep. My Georgia uh, Tech guy is telling me that it's just a mess. That when they report, who reports when, it's it's a mess. And and more and more teams that have done their conditioning, like like scores of people using the scores term in in the colloquial way that it was actually used, twenty um, something. Uh, they're they're getting a lot of positive tests, and again, positive tests is not a death sentence. Make make that very clear. Most people who get it will might not even know that they have it. Yeah, the deal but you can spread it. Just dropping like crazy. It's, yes, it's where it's, it was at it, mid March now. And the, the death rate, again, for people in Michigan that do not live in a nursing home or smoke, you are more likely to hit the pick three lottery three consecutive days than you are to die of COVID. I'm going pick three, baby. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because it, we talked about the summer making and the heat making it go away. Maybe the, just the, the result of the virus is less. In the it always feels bad getting sick you in know, the summer. Viruses you know? do weaken over yeah. time. Yeah. That, that, that's something that happened with um, – what was, what was the – uh, the one from Af- Ebola. Ebola, Ebola, the the one that makes you, your eyes bleed. Yep, 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 yep. It, it, uh, the the virus, as it acclimated to humanity, it figured out that it was killing people too much. The viruses don't want you to die. That's a fail on the viruses' part. They they need you as a host organism, so they get less severe. Yep. So that so that they can have you as a host. Um, that's the virus gets away, gets to say too. They want to live too, right? And right, they do it. They exactly. tend to mutate. Unfortunately for them, unfortunately for us, they often mutate in a, in a way that makes them weaker. 
And um, yes, that's just kind of where it lands. But so so that's going on. Death rates going down. Infection rates going up. It, it's yes. crazy. It, it, and let's be honest. Um, the other side, I just saw a thing when people are getting tested, some positive tests, people are showing up and they actually just have the common cold because somehow it's not because common cold is a Corona based virus as well. And somehow it's not able to That's differentiate. Correct. Right. I'm just yeah. going to tell you this whole thing. This whole thing has been a, an S show since the beginning. I guess I say a shit show since the beginning. Um, the, the data, some people want higher data, some people want lower data, and all the data is a scrambled mess. We have no idea what reality is. And and so it's hard to make policy decisions and real decisions with all the scrambled up data. That's exactly you just right. have to do what's right for you. That that's really it. And and you know, when it's it's if somebody says you gotta wear a mask in a place, you gotta wear a mask in a place. Wear right? That's mask. what you gotta do. Yeah, that's what you gotta wear do. The the rules, right? That's the rules. It's just like you can't, you know, no shoes, no service, right? It's it's the rules, you gotta do it. That's that. Do you have to wear a mask around your house, your neighborhood? Where, if, where they don't know. It's it's a personal choice. It, it absolutely is. I want people to wear masks. I don't go out. I don't do I hate people anyway, so I tend to stay inside mostly. You do hate people. That's true. <laughs> I, I say that in a weird way because I really do love people, but I hate them in like when I just do my day to day stuff, people just irritate me but like i go out i i i choose to wear one just just because right and it's not it doesn't yes. it's not a statement one way or another right it's just a personal assessment of risk that i've made and i move on from there that's what you have to do when the rules say it just do it when it, say, when it doesn't say it and if you don't want to then you don't have to right that's that we get along it's it's never going to be easy to get through, through something like this everybody's just got to kind of work together and and everybody has different beliefs every the thing i've seen with all these different messed up numbers science has been co-opted we say believe the science but the science has been now politicized all over the place by which, both sides which science do you believe yeah you just <laughs> right. have to make those choices follow the rules make those choices and i know the stress level's high because of all the craziness but just just do your best right that's that's all you got to do folks and, and and we're not telling you one way or the other is right but right, you you just need to make that. I don't think I don't think anybody really knows where this virus is going yet, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why there's so much mystery, um, and and you know consternation about everything. Yeah. Why why every little thing sets everybody off. Everybody's very touchy about it. Yeah, it's just it's um, it's super stressful. It's, something it's like this, right? I don't I don't like wearing a mask. I do wear a mask. Mm -hmm. um, I I was encouraged. I went to the store today. And I would say that 80 to 90% of the people inside the Meyer in Holland were wearing masks. At, at Aldi, they will not let you in the building unless you are wearing a mask. So everybody was there. It was cool to see that, you know, because the faster that everybody, the faster that we realize that if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And people who get it recover. And, and it, it, if you, if you don't know that you have it and you're you're out there without a mask, you're spreading it around. That that makes it worse. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not that hard to put a piece of cloth over your mouth for 15, 20 minutes. It's irritating as hell. I just stay in. It, it's annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I make and adjustments it, it, to do. If my you thing. don't like wearing the mask, then consider staying. And if you feel like you're at risk of people not wearing masks, please stay home. There are delivery services that will do literally anything for you. The extreme use is, them. The stream <laughs> is the guy in the rubber gloves who's touching all kinds of things and then shuffling his mask all over the place, pulling it down, pulling it up. Oh thing. my God. Cause the gloves are carrying it all right. You don't even get to wash those, right? Don't it's, it's wear like, the gloves. It's, it's, it's make your choices, be smart and just, just be smart. Do your thing. Mm. And be and nice to people too. Yeah, Come God, on. Please be, do be, that. Better, be better. I would be like better. Be better. Your fellow man. I would like people. If people were nice to people, <laughs> people, people would be so much better. If some people didn't suck. All right. Uh, last question. Um, yes. And then we'll we'll, we'll kind of do a, a thing here. Uh, how do you guys feel about our receivers, in particular Cephas and Fulgham? I'll tell you, Fulgham, he did not super impress me at Senior Bowl. Um, by the same token, I, I thought he I, I saw some stuff that he he might have, like he he might have some juice, and he was hampered by one of the worst QB classes ever to walk the face of Mobile, Alabama. I mean, it was it was just horrific, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, it was. I mean, it's hard to Ugh. assess a receiver when he's trying to catch a ball, you know, 14 feet away from him. It just doesn't work. So I, I, I have a lot of hope. I just don't know what we're going to see. Cephas, I feel like, is a guy, especially with the, the Okuda endorsement. If it, Okuda doesn't just BS, he's a pretty straightforward, honest dude. Yeah, he is. And when he gave that endorsement of Cephas, I really got yeah. very... High, he, on he him said that Cephas quick. was the toughest guy that he faced. Yeah, a lot of that is size based. Yeah, Cephas, he's a big dude. Yep, yep. He's and, not and, super fast, but he can move. He can cut well. He's, 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 he's cut he's well. Not, he's and, not 
See, Speed is not amongst his assets, Chris. Think, think about Anquan Bolden, though. Like when we had him, how productive right. he was. But he wasn't fast. And he's, that's he's that's the hope is that he yeah. can be that big slot. The 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 guy running drag routes and crossing routes underneath. And hopefully he picks off a linebacker or something like that. He's tough to tackle after the catch. Yep. So you, the hope is that, look, he's not going to get a lot of action. The top three receivers on this team are Galladay. You mean game time. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. He, he, he might, he might, he might score he might have, a lot more than he may have a different kind of game. Yeah, he, he might have, he might have some games. I don't, don't know that about him. Um, Marvin Galladay and Amendola are going to catch. I will say ninety-two percent of the wide receiver targets mm-hmm. thrown this year. That's, That's just fair. the way it is. That's fair. Um, Marvin Hall is there. Jermano Allison is there. I think they're fighting for that niche as the downfield speed guy. Allison's bigger. Hall's a little bit faster. Um, I, 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 one of the one of the things that I've done in my my tape reviews, I I think I undersold Marvin Hall a little bit in my like initial assessments. The more I watch him, the more I think there's there might be something here with this guy. So interesting. Okay, That's, so they're fighting for one on radar. I was right. I, I had kind of written him off as a as a. It would be real nice if he could play. He doesn't play special teams, and that if you're a number four, number five wide receiver, you gotta play special teams. And that that's actually where Fulgham might have a shot at sticking. Will be special teams. He's not on this team to catch more than ten passes. So, and and if 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 Marvin or Galladay gets hurt, they're not going to roll with Travis Fulgham. They are going to sign somebody on the outside who's better than him, and it won't be all that hard to find someone. Yeah. So with the the Cephas thing, the one thing I would look for with him is staff seems to really find a good connection with those kind of big, not slower, but not fast guys. Right. Yeah. It's it's for him the ultimate check down, and he is good at finding those guys, and he elevates he people. He makes those guys look good, even if they are good. He makes them look better. And you know than what they are. So you used actually the key word that I was thinking of, elevate, right there. Yep. He loves throwing high fastballs in the end zone. Yeah. Go get it, Cephas. That's yep. that's where Marvin excelled last year. In fact, exactly. he had the most most red zone contested catches of any receiver in the league last year. Yep, yep, yep. He had six. Yeah, exactly. And then that makes a difference in how these guys, um, how they deliver at the end. You know, you look at the NFL. Brandon's bringing it up here in the in the in the chat. The NFL is filled with a fast receiver. Right. This is kind of the, 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 the one, two punch to switch it up. And cause defenses now adjust to, we've got to have fast guys, but if you have these fast guys, they may not be able to handle that size. And so right. it's, it's a constant ebb and flow in the NFL about the type of secondary you have to cover this stuff. So this is, this gives us a couple different options, uh, at receiver yeah. that, that may play well. And again, the elevation that, that Stafford brings to them, uh, he may just be able to turn this, this, group of receivers into something really, really special. So let's, I'm anxious let's, to see. Let's, let's hope so. Again, though, that you, after your top three receivers, you're, you're not looking at anybody who's going to contribute much in 2020 unless there's massive injuries ahead of them. Yep. Agnew is a wide receiver. It's still jury's out. A lot to be determined there. I'm he not is making the team hyped. or not yeah. as a return man. I'm and he is so hit and miss as return man. Yep. He's he went out he's right? either brilliant or terrible. There's, there's really no – he never has just like a – Oh, that kind of game. He's like, oh my God, Agnew was amazing today. He's the reason we won. Or, oh my God, Boy, can we Agnew. shoot this guy? <laughs> leave, him, leave him in Arizona. Yeah. Don't let him get off the plane. Oh man. Yeah, no, that's that so that's the thing. And we and we don't get to see him. So I'm working out with staff. So that's good. I love to see it's him put good. In the It's work. very good that he's working with Stafford. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Yep. So and he does have some gadget playability, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. That JD McKissick role is open. It can be him, it can be Huntley, it could be it could be Ty Johnson, who another guy. I think I undersold Ty Johnson a little bit. He's if I, he's your number three running back, you got a pretty good running back core. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he's there. There's something there. I him. feel like we're pretty stacked and almost like stealthily stacked. Like it's a sleeper stack we have at running back this year. Yeah. That Swift pick really. I mean, I was shook when we. You, re, you remember? I, w, I, w, I mean, I was. Shook I, when I'm took still him. not crazy about taking a second round running back because. Every and I said this on Big Drew and Jim, and they actually made a cut out of it. Every time you run the ball is a gift to the defense because you're taking the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands when he's got those receivers. And I do yeah. absolutely believe that. I think that this team, if they should ignore the run, I'm, I'm for it. I, I would love to see Stafford throw the ball 45 times a game. Mm. 
Obviously, that's not tenable over the course of the year. But when this team is going to win, it's going to be when Matthew Stafford is throwing the ball 40-plus times a game and not when they're running the ball 25 times a game. That's just not how they're built to win. All right. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. We will end the show. Riz, thank you. We went way longer than we thought we we were going to, man. It Um, it just happens, man. I got back from vacation. I had a lot to say. And I could talk to you forever. You know that. I love, love hanging. All right. Remember, stick around. Oh no, that's not that was last week. Sorry. Don't worry, don't stick around. <laughs> Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments. That one on the next flipper room. subreddit to give feedback. That's exactly what I was gonna plug. You got me nailed. <laughs> Use the subreddit, uh, the comments of subreddit to give us feedback. We appreciate all that. It is your show as much as it's our show. We want to make sure it is the right show for you. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there, get into the Slack. I'm telling you, you get your football fix and uh find a really, Good. really good group of people to hang Should out with. Win. Uh let's see. What else? We got the Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, getting pretty active now. Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. Give us a follow so you can see the Riz. Not only sun's out, guns out, but pants free. Pants With free. no pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> calls me a Skype Detroit Lions podcast. It's all one word. It's our account, Detroit Lions podcast. Or call us in the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. can leave us a message. We'll get you on the show. And also, make sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little MP3 box automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems, baby, because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Be safe! Woo! Love y'all. Thank you. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. <laughs>